Hey everyone, welcome to Man in the Making with Rokas and Raj. I am your co-host Raj and I want to say hello to my producer and co-host of the show, Rokas. How you doing? Hello Raj. <laughs> so I did the intro because Rokas is uh, on a boat <laughs> in the middle of the deep ocean. <laughs> well, lake, yeah. That's not a big surgery. I'm not that amazing to be filming from a seat. He, start, he started to read Hemingway's um, Old Man in the Seat, and he got really inspired to change his life. He's going to be living on a boat from now on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now, for real, yeah, I'm on a boat in the lake. Uh, my quality isn't too good because of the wind, so I'm muting, and yeah, we decided Raj would do the intro. Okay, so I'll just keep muting myself after asking the questions. So again, we have a Q&A. Uh, as I said before, I hope audio quality isn't too bad. Please bear with me. Uh, first question is, why do people feel a need to be part of a collective identity? Forgot to mention this is also on the fly. I haven't, I haven't disclosed these questions to Raj yet, so he may have to think. Okay. That is so when usually when Rokas and I record, it's like the first uh, thing. I, it's the first Rokas is the first person I talk to in the morning, usually. <laughs> so I haven't really had my brain fired up, but I have had a delicious cup of espresso. So why, why do people um, say, ask it again? Why do people feel a need to be part of a collective identity? All right. So why do people feel the need to be a part of a collective, a collective identity? All right. Well, not everyone feels the need to be a part of a collective identity. However, I will say that I think a large portion of people do indeed gravitate towards a collective identity. And that would be because, well, one theory could be that the world is scary. Our own limitations and our own uh, lack of, of courage pushes us to, towards the group, group identity and uh, the hive mind and the herd mentality. So, if a lot of people are doing something and we think that that could be something we're into, we tag along and hopefully we don't have to face our own individuality, uh, which is scary in the beginning. I think another reason, when I was explaining that first one, I had another one in my mind. Then um, I lost sight of that other reason. Oh, so if we lack our own culture, then we, we will go to a group instead of having our own um, small community. So I, I think, would, would, you, would you agree that there's a distinction between the collective group identity and cultural um, uh, extended family? You don't mean extended family. A lot of the time you don't really have a choice, I'm guessing, with the cultural um, identity, but you have more of a choice 
on the on the other would that be a difference yeah uh, yeah and i think because the extended family part of culture is disappearing and diminishing i think that i think that people secretly you know or subconsciously lean towards culture and they want the extended family so they see it in the group mentality um or they see it in that in that that collective group identity um because inside of us in, in our genes are, are thousands and thousands of years of extended family and culture however if, if that goes away um we're left with the emptiness and then we seek the tribe from the emptiness and the tribe is a good thing but it's also a double-edged sword so would you say that the the tribe is a good way to describe uh, another word to describe the collective identity uh yeah that would make sense because as you were saying it's in our roots then uh, from our primitive ages where we were more likely to survive in a tribe so i guess yeah being part of a tribe is just intrinsic if that's what intrinsic in our nature if i'm using yeah it's definitely it's definitely inside um a part of us and it, it it's i think it's it's a double-edged sword because the group identity is beneficial for fostering growth um, to a certain degree and fostering some sort of order and stabilization of the person and the mind. But then eventually, if the group only uh, remains to its doctrine and says that any other idea is, is foreign to the group and will destroy it, I think that's when the, it's, it's reached its peak and then it's time to um, go out into individuality and, and, and at least seek another tribe that can um, keep expanding. That is where family comes in. That's where people start to have their own tribe. That's why having a family, uh, it's part of why having a family is so um, integral to human nature, uh, not only instinctively to propagate the species, but you are, you are actually of creating your own tribe and protecting it. And then you, you know, indoctrinate everyone in, in the tribe with ideas uh, that you've learned along the way and, and the best way to move forward. And hopefully the family unit um, can continue to grow instead of reach a, reach a, a, a zenith. And why do people in a collective identity favor those in their group over people they consider as outsiders? Because it's it's quite natural to uh, be averse to outside or foreign entities of the group because new ideas tend to create threat to the group. And threat to the group means chaos, at which the group is order without this, this new entity. And chaos is a fight or flight. We have that fight or flight response of threat and risk analysis. Can we survive this? Um, and in terms of group and the collective, 
we seek order. We don't seek chaos. The group means that there is a system, a way, a path moving forward where chaos is mitigated and uh, you know threats are uh, reduced or diminished altogether. That's where the growth um, stops. Um, but so <clears throat> thinking it back to your monastic experience, did you want that chaos? Is that why you left the monastery? Sure. That that's a, that's another way to explain the departure from the group. Um, I I reached a peak and wasn't allowed and was told, you know, I wasn't allowed to grow in certain ways as a person, as an individual, and that the group has a system. They have a, a way, and this is what we do, and we live inside this box, and we're very happy about that. And I started to tread on the outer walls of the box and I said, hey, I can actually be on this side and this side of the box. It's, it's actually not going to kill me and it's not going to make me a worse person. We're just, we're just expanding our box a little bit. Um, and when, when I saw that that was, you know, uh, frowned upon, I said, okay, it's, it's time to, uh, it's time to go out into the world, and, and uh, now that I've got a, a, a sword, it's sharpened, I'm ready to approach the Dragon of Chaos. So, another question. If an idea has become someone's identity, what would be the process to showing them it's not real or true? Or would you not even want to get into that? Into, let's say, showing them yeah, that what they believe is false? I didn't hear the first uh, word about. Okay. Yeah, sorry. If, if someone what? If an idea has become someone's identity, what would be the process to showing them it's not real or true? Oh, if if the identity is somehow not correct, or what yeah, do you mean? yeah, like if it's obviously even okay as a just an example now, like on the fly, uh, let's say someone's identity is in the fat earth. It's like movement where everyone around them knows it's fake, but how would you convince someone who believes the earth is flat that it's not? But this, there's obviously other scenarios where it's a lot more applicable. I just thought that was an obvious one. Yeah, that's, that's a good example. <clears throat> okay, so um, it, it's interesting. That's a great question because you have to be careful when you start trying to help other people, um, you have to make sure that you're not kind of manipulating or projecting just your view. But <clears throat> um, you really have to wait uh, for the person to come around. And, and if you spend enough time with them and you are the way you are, right? You're believing that the earth is round and, and the, flat, the flatness of the earth that theory doesn't affect you or change you in any way. Um, the person is then allowed to critically think, right? You have to allow someone to critically think and you can't force it upon someone. You, you have to just be who you are and, and um, the person will eventually have an idea from inside spark up and say, <clears throat> oh, well, you know, you can live and believe the earth is round just like I can live and believe the earth is flat. So maybe, you know, 
maybe it's not accurate. And, and the person has to go through their own kind of descent into madness and then um, ascension into uh, wisdom through the path, right? They have to have the fall and then, and then heroically um, come forth and then and challenge their own demons, which means to say challenge their own um, conditioning into what they've learned. So if you force it, it's, it's not going to go well. It's just going to be a, um, it's just going to be considered um, a type of, of, you know, fascistic type uh, argument. <clears throat> and this has to be this way. You're wrong, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, um, I've, I've been able to make some of the best friends out of um, people that were my enemies at, at, at first. But by just, by just being around them and, and not actually forcing them to do anything or think any way, but just listen to me and, and be around me and I would listen to them. And you have intelligent conversations, then all of a sudden, if the person can critically think, they, they start to ask more questions and then that's when you, you're just there for, for them. Sure. Um, yeah, that was all the questions I had. Uh, anything you'd add for this topic? Why did you? Why did you? Um, why did you think about uh, changing changing a mind or an idea? What? It was, what do you mean? So for me, it was my mom who has a lot of strong beliefs about things that she yeah that she has made her identity. Oh, I, yeah. I, I have the same. Yeah. yeah, I have the same thing. My mom has has a bunch of different views. My dad has different views. My sisters have different views, um, and 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 mine are so different. Sometimes, sometimes they're they're the same. Other times, it, we're like in another world, and uh, that's okay. I mean, you just gotta keep living your life, and if they're open to it they will ask you. My sister has been open to certain things. Hey, how do you handle stress the way you handle it? How do you do this? But then other things, they don't watch your opinion, right? They don't, they know you're a level-headed person. They know you're on a good track, but they're not interested in um, certain aspects of, of, of belief that they've already uh, internalized. If it's deep enough, it's going to take a real shocking situation to get them to transform it into another another idea and who's to say that they're not supposed to think that way hey if you want to believe the earth is flat that's cool i mean um as long as it doesn't get in anyone's way and uh, i don't you know go ahead you can think that i don't think it's going to change a lot of what if it life. does get in someone's way if it does get in someone's way, then we all have the freedom uh, of the pursuit of happiness. We have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So none of that stuff is, is guaranteed. It mean, that means that we're allowed to seek and pursue. So if something gets in the way of that, then we, it is in our right to, um, to free ourselves of any tyranny. So if the person is, is tyrannical and, and, and blocking your pursuit of happiness, then you have the freedom to to um, disassociate in any way you can. 
In other words, if you if you respect someone, uh, let's say you respect someone and they are a good friend of yours, but they know that you believe something. They, they say, um, listen, Raj, I know you're a round earther and I'm a flat earther and we've been getting along for the last 10 years. Everything's been great, but I'm now going to be a part of a group um, that says that we don't talk to round earthers and, and we don't actually respect round earthers and we don't let them in this group. It's only for flat earthers. I hope you don't mind. Um, you, it's, your, it's your right to then say, okay, if you're going to discriminate against all round earthers, then uh, I'm never going to talk to you again. Like we're going to end our, our friendship if, if that's what you're going to believe in. And you're free to do that um, just like the other person is free to discriminate. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that's a good answer. I don't really have anything to add to that. Um, <clears throat> thank you for your time, Raj. And till next week then. Sure. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your boat trip. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs>